help me understand why you can't just disconnect us. We'd like to disconnect, so, please. Okay, so why is it that you don't want the faster speed? Help me understand why you don't want faster internet. Help me understand why you can't just disconnect us. I'm just trying to figure out here what it is about Comcast service that you're not liking, but I'm trying to help you. The way I'm that you can help, help me is by disconnecting our service. That's how you but can But how is that helping you, though? How because that's what I want. Explain to me how that's helping That's you. what I want. I'm good. Maybe I'm just going to wait until you can confirm that we've canceled service, so I'm just going to hang okay, out here. Okay, well, you're almost dead. It, you know, it's disconnected. I'm, I'm really sorry to see you go to something that can't give you what we can, but I'd like to thank you very much for being a great part of Comcast. Have a wonderful day. Uh, can you give me a confirmation number for the cancellation I, of service? I don't have a confirmation number. Given the audio recording you just heard between Ryan Block and a Comcast employee, it's no wonder Comcast is one of the most hated businesses in America by customers and employees alike. Given that we have Amazon making its workers pee in bottles, Pizza Hut paying their drivers as little as $1.24 and having them clean and stock ingredients between deliveries, as well as racist work environments and sweatshop conditions at Target, Tesla, and H&M, that sure is saying something we've got some pretty awful corporations out there. So what could this communications business possibly do to earn its way to the top of the naughty list? Well, as we briefly heard, Comcast really doesn't like people canceling their services. And it seems they're a bit touchy about it actually because their reactions to customers putting in this simple request are extreme. One woman, Lisa Brown, called them for a cancellation only to be transferred to a retention specialist. In other words, someone basically attempted to bully her into staying just as they did with Ryan. I understand that a company might ask what the trouble is and if there's anything they can do to fix it. Like you might see a little, are you sure? And please leave a review button pop up if you're canceling a subscription online. Double checking there's no resolution is one thing, but triple quadruple checking, keeping someone on the line for minutes and pestering them. Now you're just holding your customers hostage. And Comcast took things one step further with Lisa. The next bill was supposed to be in her husband's name, Ricardo Brown, as it had always been. Instead, it arrived with the name Asshole Brown on it. And yeah, they literally changed the household name in their system to Asshole. Because of course, that's a great way to retain a customer. I don't know if Comcast should be investigated for child labor because this reaction is so immature that I almost find it hard to believe that an actual adult thought they'd get away with this. They've also allegedly called customers whore Julia or super bitch Bauer too. So very creative and very funny, but it gets worse than the name calling, of course. Not only will Comcast pester you to stay and call you an asshole if you don't, but they'll even get you fired if you complain about them. One California man, Connell O'Rourke said that he was charged for things he didn't order. His name was always spelled wrong on bills. And when bills didn't reach him as a result, Comcast sent creditors after him. After almost a year of headaches, Connell called Comcast controller. Try saying that five times fast. And when it seemed like no one would help him, he threatened to talk to the public company accounting oversight board. Seeing as Connell worked for PricewaterhouseCoopers, a massive accounting firm, he definitely knew how to scare Comcast into action. Unfortunately, that action turned out to be them running to PwC with their tail between their legs saying, Connell was mean to us. And since Comcast has a large account with PwC, Coopers basically pat their golden child on the head and turned around and fired Connell. Even though Comcast claims no one actually asked for him to be fired, it's a joke that they even went to his boss in the first place. How hard would it have been to just stop charging him for things he didn't buy? 
Instead, they go and whine like the giant babies they are about potentially being held accountable for their actions. In fact, Comcast is so determined to come after you that they'll even do so beyond the grave. Betty shared her story online, explaining that when she called to cancel her service, a representative told her that it could only be done in her husband's name, her husband who had passed away. She tried again and got the same response until a supervisor told her to bring in her husband's death certificate to their office. Because that's apparently what it takes to end your service with a cable provider, certified death. Oh, but you also don't even need to have Comcast to be the subject of one of their horror stories. The same year this laughably terrible customer service recording went viral, the one we just played at the beginning, a Comcast employee was accused of stealing a Tennessee man's identity and selling it to an outside vendor, who then sent the man to collections for about $1,300. This also was not a one-time thing either. Comcast fraud has apparently happened multiple times before, leaving plenty to question if the company has any real security whatsoever. It's pretty clear why just about anyone would hate dealing with them after reading just these stories alone. But the sad reality is that many have to, whether they like it or not. With Comcast, Sports Network is suing the cable company. Altitude accuses Comcast. Giant Comcast Xfinity is facing a lawsuit in Minnesota. The state attorney general there says the company is violating Robin's protection. has filed a federal lawsuit against Comcast, the parent company of NBC. Why is it that you're not Hello and welcome to The Corporate Casket. I'm the Illuminati and today we're pretty obviously going to be talking about Comcast. This despised behemoth is pretty difficult to tear down in one day. So I do fully admit, I'm probably not gonna be able to address every single scandal and controversy, but I'm going to try and give you the best overview I possibly can. Of course, before we get into their convoluted game of Monopoly and how Comcast may be slowing the entire country down, let's talk about how they handle their employees. After the ridiculous treatment customers have dealt with, it's no surprise that employees don't actually have it any better either. However, the number one complaint Comcast employees have might actually surprise you. Do you wanna take a guess as to what it might be? Low wages, overtime, poor management? No. Those are all valid concerns, but the biggest complaint that these workers actually have is customer service. But they're the ones giving the service, right? So are they complaining about how they do their own job? And basically, yeah, Comcast employees don't like how they're told to treat people. Now, I can't speak on behalf of the ones that did name changes you know, to things like Asshole Brown or Whore Julia, but the very core of their operation is what employees seem to find most upsetting. Which makes sense. And it's also kind of concerning when you think about it because that's not an easy fix. I decided to obviously look into this a bit and see what these employees had to say. And I found an article entitled, I was a Comcast employee. I had enough when I was told to upsell internet to low income people. In it, Chase Roper describes his experiences to writer Molly Schwartz, explaining that he had to leave Comcast in order to retain his ethics. Not just because he was trying to get people to bundle their TV, internet, and landlines, but because of the way Comcast went about it agents would tell potential customers that if they tried to buy the internet TV landline bundle with a speed of 100 megabits per second, it would work just as perfect as a household with an internet only speed of 600 megabits per second. Customers are being convinced to sign up for slower speeds with features they potentially don't even want as opposed to a faster plan. And why would an agent do this? 
Well, if someone signs up for the bundle plan, the agent they go through gets a much heftier commission. Essentially, they're incentivized to lie. And for Chase, these plans were especially frustrating and difficult for him to upsell during the pandemic. He only made $22,000 per year plus his commission. So while people were frantically calling him saying that they needed faster internet to work or take classes from home, he felt pressured to pitch them a bunch of products they don't actually need or else he'd get a lower paycheck. Chase told Molly Schwartz from Mother Jones, quote, I didn't like how Xfinity Comcast were positioning themselves as caring and helping and doing everything they can. When I was like, that's not what you're doing, it's business as usual. According to Chase, the programs that Comcast had for low-income families, such as the Internet Essentials Program for only $9.95 a month were utter trash. They had data limits and only 25 megabit download speed. Maybe enough for one person at home trying to watch Netflix, but most certainly not for a family with kids trying to take their classes over Zoom. This essentials package might look helpful on the outside and it might seem as if Comcast was trying to accommodate families that were financially struggling through COVID, but when you get down to the nitty gritty, they weren't actually offering any real help. And Comcast knew this was the case. Chase himself frequently got calls from people on the low cost plan who were pressured to upgrade. The company got rid of data limits for two months to look good, then reinstated them as if the pandemic was over in May, charged everyone again, and kept making themselves look like a hero for offering a low affordable rate. For Chase, taking part in this scummy, toxic upsell was enough for him to leave. He wanted to be genuine with people and said he would rather quit and have to stretch his paychecks than be a part of that. And there are many others like Chase out there too. The Verge interviewed over 100 past and current Comcast employees to hear their stories, which were in a nutshell, troubling. One billing specialist, Brian Van Horn, said even though he had good metrics, he was pressured to pitch new services to customers, including customers that were already late on their bills. They were just starting off with just ask, he says. Then instead of just ask, it was just ask again, then engage the customer in a conversation, then overcome their objectives. Another employee said that when a 90-year-old woman called to add her phone to her account, their boss said she was probably senile, but you should have upgraded her cable. These employees genuinely didn't approve of anyone that wasn't sales staff, such as a billing specialist being pressured to sell units. And they loathed the constant fear of having to check their sales numbers after every single call. But that's simply the way that Comcast operated according to the dozens that were interviewed. Unfortunately, while there are good people put in bad positions at Comcast, there are also horrible people making horrible decisions too. I'm gonna go ahead and put this little mention here that the rest of this section, which should be about three to four minutes, is going to mention sexual assault and murder. So if you're not in the place to hear about that, feel free to just skip to the next section. Now, some contract workers at Comcast have committed heinous, violent acts against customers. Two days after one contractor finished a job in Houston, Texas, he returned to the home to rape the 14-year-old that lived there at knife point. Before he was hired, the contractor passed a background check. So maybe it's possible he had a clean record and simply hadn't been caught yet. It's possible, but it doesn't seem likely. In one instance, a Comcast employee had pending domestic violence charges, an arrest for beating a man with a baseball bat, criminal trespasses and criminal damage on his record, as well as a probation violation. Unsurprisingly, this employee also raped a Comcast client before then throwing her into a bathtub, attempting to electrocute her and then setting her bedroom on fire. And 
my question here, in, in no minced words, how the fuck did Comcast miss this? If you have contractors going into strangers' homes, perhaps maybe do the basic of checks to make sure they're safe first. Another contractor, Anthony Triplett, was found guilty for murdering customer Ursula Sakovska by strangling her in her bathtub. This was the second murder Triplett was under investigation for. Police also suspected he'd killed Janice Ordridge, who had died in the same manner. So just to get this straight, Triplett was under investigation for killing a client. She died horrifically and he was a suspect in her death. And Comcast just let him keep entering people's homes alone. Like just letting him enter homes, even if he was with somebody else. They didn't put him on any leave of any kind. They didn't fire him. They didn't conduct their own investigation, work with police. No, none of that. They just said, well, the copy whoppies haven't proven it yet, so it's fine. Allowing the same contractor to go into another woman's home and kill her in a near identical manner too. And it's also not as if Comcast was not aware either. Police actually informed the company that he had been interviewed and was a suspect of interest. They just apparently couldn't be bothered to actually process what that meant and maybe you know act on it to protect their customers. It's no wonder they ask their employees to compromise their ethics. Comcast clearly doesn't have any of their own. Many families have no choice but to work with Comcast, unfortunately, especially those living in rural areas. You can take what you get. Unfortunately, even taking the bare minimum can come at an exorbitant price. In 2019, a couple Zachary Cohn and Laurel Zenobi learned this the hard way after they closed on a house in Seattle. You'd think that with Seattle being a pretty decently large city that getting internet wouldn't be super difficult. You hop online, order a box and a router, and it comes to your house, plug it in and move on. Instead, the pair learned that Comcast's predecessor company had never actually extended a line to their home, despite neighbors being wired for internet just fine. In order to install the 181 feet of underground cable, they were going to have to pay $27,000. Apparently the previous homeowners were sharing with the neighbor who didn't want to continue that arrangement any further. And with no competition in the area, Cone and Zenobi have been relying on a 4G hotspot ever since. They're not the only ones who have found themselves in this position. A software engineer in Washington straight up sold a house he bought because he couldn't get internet there without paying an additional $60,000. Even when he actually tried to work with them, they decided to just not go through with him, leaving him dead in the water and having to take his work to Starbucks. All these stories might lead you to believe that Comcast had to be good once upon a time. Otherwise, how could they have so many customers and so much reach, right? But here's the thing, right? Companies can become a monopoly for a variety of reasons. Maybe they cornered the market in a specific product or service, and now they're just so good at what they do that they just gobble up any competition, making it impossible for anyone else to, you know, compete. On the other hand, some companies like Comcast don't out hustle the competition. As Forbes explains, Comcast created agreements with local governments that bar other providers from entering the area. They don't outdo others with stellar service, they just lobby and they lobby hard. In fact, and this is interesting and depressing at the same time, Comcast lobbies so much that they say disclosing all of their lobbying efforts would be too difficult. So not only do they fail to disclose this activity, meaning that their investors can't even get the full picture of the company's priorities, but any hopes for financial transparency are basically null and void. 
We know they're against net neutrality, big surprise there, I know, which is based on the idea that all data flowing through cable and cell towers should be treated equally as opposed to blocking, throttling, or speeding up those they pick and choose. Other than that though, good luck finding out all of Comcast's stances because even their investors can't. Popular sites like streaming service giant Netflix know Comcast rules and can afford to play by them. Ages ago, they actually paid Comcast to ensure Netflix movies and television shows stream smoothly to Comcast customers, which is basically the equivalent of a bribe. They might as well have said, hey, we know you like to throttle companies. Can you make a little teeny tiny exception if we dump this big pile of cash on your lap? And sure, this works well for Netflix when they have millions to throw around, but what about anybody else? What about the competition that can't afford this pay to play game? Super Bowl. It's one game for all the glory. And Xfinity is giving you a seat at everyone ever played. With Xfinity On Demand, you can watch 30 minute recaps of all 45 Super Bowls. Even the NFL has had its issues with Comcast too. They've been in disputes about whether or not the NFL networks are a part of basic programming. NFL argues they should be, whereas Comcast wants to charge people an extra monthly fee. So when games started airing, the league started a marketing campaign aimed at their fans that didn't have access stating, quote, switch to a TV provider that will bring you NFL network, not hold you hostage. Needless to say, Comcast was pretty pissed at this and sued the NFL for damages, though the pair eventually settled the dispute in 2009. However, just a couple years ago, they got into yet again, another argument, this time with entertainment studios founded by Byron Allen, According to Allen, they discussed a deal in which Comcast would carry six of his company's channels before dropping him. They violated a contract, one that Allen had an explicit right to enforce because they decided the shows weren't interesting or distinct enough. And look, if they change their mind about carrying his programs, then maybe don't agree to do so in the first place. While some believed racism was a key factor here and others believed it was just Comcast being disingenuous, neither is a good look. And this is simply the way Comcast is with customers and clients alike. If you don't like it, good luck finding someone else. Not only is that the message they send to websites and other companies, but naturally it's the message that customers receive too. And because Comcast knows they're too big to be stopped, they seem to take advantage of it at every turn. In 2019, for example, they violated the Consumer Protection Act almost half a million times because they charged tens of thousands of Washington state residents for their service protection plan without consent. These customers didn't want this service. They didn't request the service, but Comcast charged them anyway. You'd think this would be a pretty straightforward case. Comcast should apologize and take it back, but companies as giant as these don't like to admit wrongdoing as we've seen plenty of times before. So they hired a team of lawyers to try and fight the Washington State Attorney General. Comcast did not actually win this fight and they were penalized a whopping $9 million, which for us is a lot of money as individuals, right? But for a company as large as them, it's nothing. When you make tens of billions of dollars every quarter, not even every year, just every quarter, paying a fraction of a fraction of that feels not really like a punishment. It just feels like a chore. And sure, I am happy Comcast lost, but I think the attorney general is delusional when he stated, my legal team demonstrated that we're capable of meeting the world's largest corporations in court and winning. Part of my job is keeping giant corporations honest. Big or small, every business must play by the rules. And while it's not his fault, this fine doesn't demonstrate Comcast has to play by the rules at all. 
It only demonstrates that if you earn enough money, you can make your shady misdeeds simply go away. Oh, and do you wanna know what's really like depressing about this whole situation too? Uh, This was also the highest trial award in a state consumer protection case, even before restitution was included. And I still don't think that was enough to change anything. But this isn't the only massive fine they've been hit with because of course it isn't. Back in 2016, they were hit with the largest ever FCC cable fine for, drumroll please, charging customers for services and equipment they did not ask for. This civil penalty was just a whopping $2 million, not even a drop in the bucket for Comcast. And it was only enacted after the FCC received over 1000 complaints. So remember that same thing that had Connell, the PWC employee so upset when he was getting sent and charged hundreds, if not thousands of dollars worth of equipment he did not want. It turns out it's a bit of a habit for Comcast. And it's not as if things with you know Comcast that were being charged extra for were even worth it. Right, remember the service protection program? It's supposed to cover problems with cables inside the home. Comcast themselves describe it as a monthly fee that gives you protection against charges for service appointments to diagnose and repair installed in-home wiring for their services. Basically, they claim if you've got wiring issues, this could be worth it. Yet, if you actually look over what their plan covers, it's a far shorter list and it's more about what they don't cover. When charging their customers $5 a month, Comcast allegedly didn't disclose this and instead effectively cost half a million people roughly $73 million for a bogus plan. Comcast definitely came out the winner here with only a $9 million fine. So they made off like a fucking bandit. Washington Assistant Attorney General Daniel Davies explained, if you say one thing, but you provide another, a reasonable person is going to believe the thing that you actually sold them is what you are providing. Now, of course, there are other smaller, more ridiculous scandals that Comcast has been involved in. One time in 2007, they accidentally aired a hardcore pornography instead of a preschool cartoon, Handy Manny on the Disney Channel. They've also been sued for the more classic issues that we've seen with businesses such as wage and hour violations. And they've been criticized for falsely advertising their internet speeds and failing to report outages. Plus about eight years ago now, they attempted to merge with Time Warner Cable, another titan of industry with its own history of bad behavior. At this point, you're probably wondering what goes right at Comcast. Their slow service, lies, false charges, mistreatment of customers and employees. All of it leads me to say that I'm not sure anything does go right. Yet at this point, Comcast seems to be too big to ignore and too massive to shut down. But as their actions influence the entire country, people have started to grow tired of their bullshit and it's starting to show. And before we get into that, to see how the public's opinion of Comcast is really nosediving for the worst and maybe hopefully for some change, let's take a moment to thank today's sponsors. And speaking of someone who's not gonna leave crazy weird bills and fines all over your monthly bill, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month. And again, There's no plot twist. Seriously, Mint Mobile just has premium wireless from 15 bucks a month. There's no trapping you into a two-year contract or opening the bill to find all sorts of crazy weird finds. I've been the victim of it. Obviously in today's episode, many of you have been the victim of it for your internet, home phone, TV, whatever. We all know how it feels. It is terrible, it is miserable, and it's always a fight with customer service to try and get that shit removed. But that doesn't happen here. 
And Mint Mobile gives you the best rate, whether you're buying for one or a family. And at Mint, families start at just two lines and all plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts or get everything brand new if you want to as well. Get premium wireless from just 15 bucks a month and no unexpected plot twists at mintmobile.com slash casket. That's mintmobile.com slash casket. Seriously, you'll make your wallet and yourself very happy at mintmobile.com slash casket. The holidays are just around the corner and HelloFresh makes this busy time of the year easier than ever with chef-crafted recipes and pre-portioned ingredients delivered right to your door. With over 35 weekly recipes, there's something to please everyone. You can easily customize your recipes by swapping proteins or sides, upgrading to choice proteins, or even adding protein to a veggie meal. So if you're hosting a holiday party or just stocking up on snacks, you'll find everything you need at the HelloFresh market. From quick breakfast to charcuterie boards and desserts, it's never been easier to prep for a party or just fill your pantry. Plus, one of the things that I also really like about HelloFresh, which I think doesn't get talked about too much, is you can also just buy like extra raw pre-cooked protein. So you can just easily add stuff on your own to just other meals entirely. I also like that for sometimes when I'm just like, I just don't wanna go to the store and go pick out which set of raw chicken breasts I wanna deal with today. So if you're ready to keep your holiday cooking easy and fun, make sure you go to hellofresh.com slash casket65 and use code casket65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Again, that's hellofresh.com slash casket65 and use code casket65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Now, a few months ago in quarter two of 2022, Comcast failed to add new internet users for the first time in the entire company's history. They've always grown, but now maybe with more options arriving, people just don't want the headache of Comcast anymore. At least I'd sure like to hope that's the reason because it would make them seem less indestructible. Articles from The Atlantic and The Verge offer a different perspective, writing that Comcast is simply too big to really function or operate in any sort of consistent manner. The Verge interviewed 100 current and former employees in 2014, trying to understand Comcast's lousy reputation. And while they repeatedly heard that the obsession over sales and understaffed technicians are at the root of the issues, there are a few other important things to note here. Depending on what part of the country you're in, you get different prices and different rules. In some areas, you can't get a technician if you're behind on payments. In other areas, that's not a problem. Even the pricing varies. Maybe, and this is a big maybe here, this could work if there was proper communication and each branch handled a selective group of customers. Organization is key, right? Well, Comcast doesn't even have that much. A former employee said that, quote, the Houston division at one point reported to Boston, then they were reporting to Atlanta. When I left, they were reporting to Denver as an engineer who worked for Comcast from 2000 to 2011. These different regions with their differing prices, rules, and more, they all might as well be different companies, not just different branches. And this leaves the company internally fractured with no single person really knowing what rules they follow and how to actually help somebody. I think there's a few universal rules, obviously, like, you know, don't treat your customers poorly. You know, maybe don't make their billing name asshole brown. Like there's really no excuse for that, regardless of where you are. But these employees are set up for failure by having to work within such a broken system. 
Now, Comcast has promised that they're trying to work on that, but when they've got 83,000 employees, 22 million subscribers, and $64 billion in revenue each year, changing anything feels like a monumental task. So then what happens next? Comcast's slogan is that the C is for change, but they don't seem willing or able to change either. All over the world, you can find faster internet. In Singapore, Romania, Thailand, Chile, South Korea, and even in Liechtenstein. Not only that, but the internet in South Korea is also cheaper and more reliable too, in large part thanks to a healthy competitive environment. According to publicknowledge.org, in South Korea, installing only internet in the household is cheaper than bundling up with other services like cable, whereas in the US, ironically, it often costs more to install only the services like internet that a household may need. In other words, we could be doing better for ourselves if it weren't for monopolies, poor quality, corporate greed, effectively, you know, all the things that Comcast stands for. But with all of that being said, that's where I'm going to end today's episode of The Corporate Casket. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you think about Comcast. I've really never heard anyone say they love Comcast. I'm in the same boat, obviously. I feel like that's a general consensus here. This is the end of today's episode. So thank you for joining me all the way to the end. I really do appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing you in the next one. Bye. To have the number one rated internet service, number one rated TV service available. I'm declining to state we're switching providers. Can you please go to the next question? Okay. So, so what is it about us now that's making you want to change to them? I'm declining the state. Can you please go to the next question okay. so we can cancel our service? Okay. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out here what it is about Comcast service that you're not liking, that you're not wanting to keep. I mean.